Greetings, Roz from Stuck Warrior. Welcome to part three of our five-part Go to God series, exploring the ways we feel stuck and the one thing that ignites our rise every time, talking to God. How we approach God changes depending on the way we feel stuck, and we're exploring examples from scripture to teach us how to approach God. From Jonah, we learned how to approach God when we feel stuck in the depths of despair. From Hannah, we learned how to approach God when we feel stuck in a state of hopelessness. Today, we'll learn from David how to go to God when we feel stuck in the sin of inaction. Let's dive in. It's time to rise from stuck with Bonnie Jean Schaefer, author, trainer, and servant of God. If you find yourself filled with big dreams but stuck in dreaming, learning, planning mode, too trapped by your fears, doubts, and excuses to take confident, consistent action, then this is the podcast for you. In it, we're going to build a foundation and framework for our lives that aligns with God and His desires for us and create systems that make action inevitable. We'll also let ourselves live adventurously along the way. This journey may be a bumpy ride, but as we learn to trust God, respect our strengths, and do the work our dreams require, we're going to build confidence, courage, and consistency in the pursuit of God and our dreams. So strap into God's Word, grab onto my hand, and let's rise from stuck together. This episode was hard to prepare. I wanted to soften the title and not associate inaction with sin. Frankly, I didn't want to label my procrastination as sin. After all, I can justify with the best of them my reasons for doing nothing, even though I feel called to write and speak and share my stories and knowledge. I mean, it's okay to put it off, right? Failing to take action toward my dreams isn't evil or wicked or immoral. It's just not taking action. I mean, it doesn't hurt anyone. I mean, it doesn't help either, but it certainly doesn't hurt. So why can't I just be stuck in inaction because of my excuses and fears and doubts? We'll address the excuses, fears, and doubts in part five when we get to Moses, but today is about recognizing that when we get stuck doing nothing, even though we know we should be doing the good God has called us to, that inaction is sin. God says so in James 4.17, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Do you know what your dreams are? Are you doing the work your dreams require? If you're not, that's sin. Recognize it, confess it, turn from it, and behave differently moving forward by doing the work your dreams require. David shows us how to do that in Psalm 51. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion. Blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me. Against you, You alone I have sinned and done this evil in your sight, so you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. But Bonnie, you say, David's sin was a lot more serious than not taking action toward my writing dreams. I mean, he committed adultery and was the mastermind of a murder. All I'm doing is... nothing. Well, the consequences of adultery and murder may be greater than the consequences for inaction, but sin is sin. Sin keeps us stuck apart from God, and being apart from God and not fully committed to him and his call on our lives is a horrible place to be. And let's not forget the parable of the talents, Matthew 25, where the man 
who had received one talent, also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master replied to him, You evil, lazy servant. So here this guy who did nothing with the talent that he was given was called an evil, lazy servant. When I face God, I don't want to be called an evil, lazy servant because I chose to do nothing. When we're stuck in inaction, we need to remember that life is short. We are weak. God is great. In Psalm 39, David found himself stuck in the sin of inaction. He had resolved to not sin through his words. I said, I will guard my ways so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are in my presence. That's a wise resolution. Our tongue can get us into all kinds of trouble, so we do need to think before we speak and guard our mouths with a muzzle. David took his silence too far, though. I was speechless and quiet. I kept silent even from speaking good, and my pain intensified. David was stuck in the sin of inaction. Did you catch that? He says, I kept silent, even from speaking good. My pain intensified. When he failed to speak up, when he knew opening his mouth and talking would be a good thing, he failed to do good, and to him it was a sin. And we see his heart was convicted in verse 3. My heart grew hot within me. As I mused, a fire burned. I spoke with my tongue. Pause here. Let's take a moment. Ask God to speak to your heart, to convict you of any sin that may be keeping you from him. Conviction is painful but necessary if you want to rise from stuck and step into your dreams. You ignite your rise by going to God just like David did in verses 4 through 6. Lord, make me aware of my end and the number of my days, so that I will know how short-lived I am. In fact, you have made my days just inches long and my lifespan is as nothing to you. Yes, every human being stands as only a vapor. Yes, a person goes about like a mere shadow. Indeed, they rush around in vain, gathering possessions without knowing who will get them. When we're aware of how short life is, that we don't have endless time, that our life has an expiration date, action that once felt optional becomes a relentless driving force. I love this verse here, verse 7. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. I mean, why in the world would we wait to chase our dreams when we have God as our hope? Why wait to do good? He's our hope for salvation. He's our hope for forgiveness. He's our hope for instruction. He's our hope for help. David continues, rescue me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the taunt of fools. I am speechless. I do not open my mouth because of what you have done. Remove your torment from me. Because of the force of your hand, I am finished. You discipline a person with punishment for iniquity, consuming like a moth what is precious to him. Yes, every human being is only a vapor. Hear my prayer, Lord, and listen to my cry for help. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am here with you as an alien, a temporary resident like all my ancestors. Turn your angry gaze from me so that I may be cheered up before I die and am gone. Has your inaction made God angry? Is that a place where you want to remain stuck, safe from personal risk but enduring the angry gaze of God? If you're ready to rise, start by recognizing your inaction, regardless of the excuse for what it is. Sin. 
Confess that sin to God. Ask God to not only forgive you, but make you aware of how short your life is so you'll be prompted to find your hope in God and do what is right. Chasing your God-honoring dreams is right and good. So go to God, get your heart right with Him, then get to writing. If this episode inspired you, challenged you, or taught you something, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help me know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to rise from stuff discover the show. After you leave that review, I challenge you to go do one thing that will take you closer to God and your dreams today.